you like to be creative? Today, I am talking to Giselle. She is one of my friends from Max Agency, the agent who represents me. I want to have a conversation about creativity and what it's like to be in this industry. In this episode, we will talk about working in acting, modeling, and what drives someone to get involved in it. What is it really like? Before we begin, you're probably wondering why there has been only a week between the last two episodes. I'm delighted to announce that due to increasing popularity, Spill in the Syrup will be moving to a weekly format. Keep an ear out for a new episode each Wednesday because we've got some great things lined up. Thanks for being here and welcome to Spill in the Syrup. Hi, Ryan. I'm so happy to be here. Excited. Awesome. We did classes together to introduce us to the acting modeling industry, mainly auditioning. We went to the park and we shot some funny public service announcements to have fun with our acting and comedic jobs. Yeah, that was super cool. It's about having fun. Yeah, definitely. Kind of releasing creative energy that we tend to bottle up all throughout the week. We just need that space to just express ourselves once in a while. You should be doing this because you're having fun or because you like it first and foremost. Absolutely. I think if it becomes a chore, it's going to make everything else along the process even more difficult and painful. Yeah, that's right. What does creativity mean for you? Yeah, the way I look at creativity is two parts. First of all, you have to get it from within yourself. So for me, creativity is asking yourself, why not? Yes, and, you know, that improv question. And just... Let your imagination run wild. Yes. The second part is to do that and try to connect what you feel you want to express with an audience and communicate that with the people around you. Because I feel like creativity is not something you should keep to yourself. It's something that you need to share with the world and connect with people on. Yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't keep it to yourself. How do you open yourself up to that? Because... I find confidence is not something that I naturally had when I started this. Yeah, me neither. Actually, if you remember when we started this process, everybody was nervous. Everybody in the class was nervous. Yeah, I want to basically walk everybody through what they were like because they were awesome. What an experience. But what does creativity mean for each of us? I think for me... And you touched on some really great points. For me, it's about experimenting. Yeah. I've tried a few different formats. I have a podcast and I like creating video content for Instagram and TikTok. I even tried YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. So I loved what other creators were doing. And I thought, oh, that would be really fun. I would like doing that too. Yeah. Turns out YouTube is really daunting. It was for me. I just thought going out and recording the footage was a whole experience. So I actually shot a whole video. It was things to do in Toronto for free. And it was around the neighborhood that I lived in. And I shot in Graffiti Alley. And I went to some parks in Toronto. And I did all this shooting. And I did some narration along with it. Yep. It was just a really interesting experience. I wasn't very comfortable at first because I thought everybody's watching me film and what are they thinking? And you, when you have a camera, you bring attention to yourself. Yeah, especially if you're doing it on your own. If you're the only person there, it's, it, it can look kind of awkward. 
so yeah, I can see how you can like lose your self-confidence very quickly <laughs> in that scenario. Yeah, I just didn't end up releasing that video, but maybe in the future. So creativity is experimenting, really believing in yourself. Yes. Everyone is creative and everybody has the potential to be creative. So there's no time wasted in having imposter syndrome. Oh, I agree. Everybody has something to say. Everybody has something to contribute. And it's important that we all share what's in our hearts, what we feel deeply inside, no matter what you do, no matter how you think, whether you're an artist, whether you're a scientist or anything like that, everything you do is important. And it's important to also reach out and have an open mind and and reach out to other people and respect their creativity. Yeah. And you have an interesting background because you have this creative brain, but you also come from engineering, I believe. Is there a science background for you? Yeah, I have an engineering degree. I work in the engineering field. So it's very left brain, a lot of Excel sheets, a lot of big systems thinking, a lot of left brain stuff. But I mean, creativity really exists everywhere. It's not just the film and the arts industry, even though that in the arts industry is front and center, like everything is up to you. You're faced with a big open question. How do you solve this problem? And usually these are open questions with no easy answers to them. And so, yeah, you have to use your creativity to think of ways, think of new you know, technologies you want to apply, new ways of interacting with teams, managing people, things like that. Creativity exists everywhere, even though it might not seem like it. Yeah. You can't get anywhere without it. Yeah. We have to be innovative when we're finding solutions to, I would argue, all the world issues and problems and everything that we want to see improvement. How did you go from being in the office environment to thinking about joining an agency like Max, being on the roster, everything that comes with being a performer? Yeah, you know what? I always kind of saw myself as a local performer. Every time I was in parties, I would say something that's hilarious. Everybody laughs. (laughs) I would go on this like five to 10 minute rant about something very funny, you know, it would capture people's imagination. And and for me, like, I love that effect of having a very positive effect on people ever since I was in high school, I would say. And so I never really considered being in the arts, being in in performing arts or modeling or anything like that. To be honest, I didn't have a very good view Mm -hmm. of that industry (laughs) for some reason. That's fair. Especially as a young person, I thought influences aren't that great. As I, you know, completed my degree and started working in my job, my career, I felt like this need to expand on having an impact on an audience and, and entertaining people, especially during COVID, that, that was a time that really made me reflect. You know, I wasn't interacting with my friends as much as I used to. And I felt that, that I really need that. I really need to have feedback from a crowd to entertain people. I need to be part of a storytelling. Yeah. This is something I'm pursuing as a hobby. I'm not really expecting, you know, to be a superstar making millions of dollars. I'd like to do this, yeah. you know, once in a while on a part-time basis and kind of as a creative outlet. Yeah. I think COVID was a watershed moment for a lot of people where they just realized, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? And if it's not, maybe I should really be honest with myself and follow what I want to do. Storytelling. I think that is true at the heart of acting. This is very important because what people see and what the reality is, I think are two different things. You get that one big break and you're set and that just isn't true. You have to work hard and put yourself out there. 
That's true. And that's true for anything. Like even in my field of work, you have to start putting work into yourself. You have to invest in yourself because if you don't invest in yourself, no one's going to invest in you. No one's going to even look at you if you don't do that. So yes, you have to take steps on your own. At first, it's very difficult yep. to get people to know you. It's very difficult to put material out there that gathers an audience. But the more you do it, the more you gain experience. And that's how you move up slowly and over time. Now, getting big breaks, that's for people who are super talented and very lucky. And that's not really the mainstream. Like, that's not really what normally occurs. Yeah, that's right. It takes a lot of hard work. You have to be dedicated. You put in as much time as you expect to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. It's not what normally occurs. I think what doesn't occur is this idea that, well, I'm going to put something out this one song on YouTube and someone's going to find it from a record label and is going to sign me. And it has happened. We did have the Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes of the world. And there's a few other artists, but there's lots of other very talented singers and, and people that do other things too, that never get noticed for what they do on that big of a scale. So I think fame is not, a reason why I ever really wanted to get into this. Now, to be fair, I would be lying to you if I said that I don't like some attention. (laughs) (laughs) I like the feedback that I get from people. That is what energizes me. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you who your idol is. And just as a two-part question, I don't want to throw too much at you, but you mentioned something to me. We were waiting for the bus about, I believe it was an Egyptian comedian. And I found this fascinating. Do you want to tell our listeners about that? This comedian was kind of a first-of-its-kind satire. So you have to know that like most Arabic-speaking countries are very oppressive. They don't accept you, you know, making fun of the government especially making fun of the government because, you know, that makes them really look bad. They don't want that. Right. This comedian, this Egyptian, he was a, a cardiac surgeon, actually. He was performing surgeries at the top hospitals in Cairo. He even went to New York City and worked there and came back to Cairo. He started a series of YouTube videos just in his basement, actually, just making fun of little things that the government was doing, some incompetencies here and there, just a, a satire. And it exploded in popularity because the Middle East Arabic speaking media has never seen this kind of a format of entertainment, actually because it was very controversial. And and he grew to the point where he got his own studios. Right. His show was like kind of the Egyptian version of The Daily Show that was run by Jon Stewart. He garnered somewhere like up to 30 million views per episode or something like that. It was an incredible phenomenon. It was very, obviously, embarrassing to the autocracies all over that region. Wow. And unfortunately, he got uh, eventually chased out of the country, obviously. But (laughs) sadly, he's in California now, I believe. Yeah, like he's like inspirational in a way where he didn't have to risk his life. He did not have to risk anything. He wasn't poor. He didn't need money or anything. He just decided he wanted to make a statement about certain things and he wanted to do it in a comedic and entertaining way. And he found a way to do that and he went for it, even though it was dangerous to do that in a way as well. So that inspires me a lot. Yeah. Just, you know, if I want to go for something, go for it. Even if some people could look at me weird, be like, no, no, you can't do that. This guy risked his life. What am I doing listening to these people? You know? (laughs) 
Very fascinating, that story. And I think it's great also for diversity because I don't know a lot about Egyptian media or a lot about the way the the culture and media industry works in that part of the world. So for me, when you first said that to me, I was really interested in that. It's cheesy to say the skies are the limit. The limits that we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. So I think this leads us into some of the questions that I also wanted to talk about. His name is Bassem Youssef. Okay, cool. Bassem Youssef, yep. Why Max? Um, well, honestly, <laughs> this is kind of cheesy, but I live in the same intersection as their office. Right, okay. Got into conversation with one of the agents. I approached it like, I want to do things, you know, once in a while, gigs for entertainment purposes as a hobby, but I don't want to be taken advantage of. I was pretty cautious. Again, I didn't have a very good view of the media industry in general. She said, we're going to put you in classes. You can say no to certain things if you don't want to do them. Comfortable with doing what you're not comfortable with doing. And so they made me feel like as if I can be myself. You know, I didn't have to twist myself just to get a certain role or just to get a certain gig or anything like that. I can be comfortable being myself, going at my own pace, doing as much work as I want to do. I stuck with Max and here I am in the middle of the process now to get uh, to auditions. Amazing. Toronto is a great city for culture and it's a great city for the film industry also does a lot of filming here. Similar way to you as I just sort of did a little bit of a Google search and just decided, yeah, Max sounds good. They work with some big brands and they got some good partnerships. I want to talk about the acting classes themselves. <laughs> I was nervous because I had never met these people. I didn't know what to expect. I knew that it was probably going to be some sort of be put on the spot performance in front of everyone because that's how it works in an audition. You're going to be having that pressure on you to deliver. I get there and it's like this old building. There's a roofing company on top. <laughs> Second story of like a two-story building. Old red carpet going up. It's hot. The air conditioning (laughs) doesn't work. (laughs) We go in and there's just a bunch of chairs. They don't even all match. On the wall, it's just posters of like Marvel and some other big movies and blockbusters. Big life-size knight in shining armor carpet in the middle. And you're like, wow, this is eclectic. This is quirky, underground kind of feel, you know? I started to get to know everyone. You mentioned this earlier. This is a great outlet. I feel like I come here and I would literally laugh so hard. I would be crying. Could not contain myself. I'd literally be falling off my chair because... they were great moments. Everyone was so funny and just delivering. You had to be vulnerable with people too, which was a very weird experience because you're kind of not used to it. Yeah, that was my experience as well. That was, uh, I went in there, I was like, I don't know what to expect. I was like, at least they're free, you know, <laughs> getting those acting classes. And yeah, I stepped in that room. I was like, okay, the chairs are all against the wall. There's a little carpet for the stage area. That's fine. And as soon as we got started, the instructor, he made us all feel super comfortable, super comfortable with ourselves. Yeah. No judgment atmosphere. It was so great to be there. Yes. 
There's a quote by Maya Angelou, and it is, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. It's true. We don't remember what everybody said specifically, really, some things, but not everything, how you felt watching them. So your performance the day that we were being vulnerable in improv, and I believe you talked about sort of having this experience with a parent where you wanted to pursue a certain career and you weren't sure that I think it was you said my mom doesn't know if this is the right path for me or doesn't approve or and just having that sort of conflict I guess with a parent and I think that's very relatable for a lot of people out there that was a great class yeah I remember that very well we each had it was a rant on something could be something funny could be something you're angry about whatever it is Yes. Tell somebody something that you were not able to, what was, what would that be? The stories that came out of there, like we were all put on equal footing. We we're all human, all had our open hearts. And that's where you need to reach in order to, to create something, to share it. Yeah. You experienced a certain level of trauma in your life at some point, right? You need to reach in there. You need to create something out of it that will make the world a better place, that will heal it, that will also heal people around you. Yeah. That have, may have gone through something similar. Yeah. Being comfortable in your own skin is one of the most important steps to take when you want to be creative, share something incredible. Being vulnerable in yourself, if you can allow that to happen, you can look at a script and embody a character that isn't you. Because you can draw from that place within yourself. And Acting has many styles. You can also create characters and build characters. And I'm still learning about what that means. But I think, as you say, that is a very important first step. My idol right now is Billy Porter. Specifically, I saw him in Cinderella. He played the fabulous godmother. I think he's great for representation and just challenging stereotypes i have to say the movie itself i wasn't blown away i didn't think it was amazing have you seen it i have not because i was skeptical (laughs) if you want to just have a fun evening you're not taking things too seriously maybe try watching it then yeah well i do have more time on my weekends now okay yeah give it a go i'll give it a go You mentioned that this is a hobby, which is great. I just want to say on that point, like, I like how you can do anything in the film entertainment modeling industry. You can take it all the way where that professionally, or you can just do it on the side. There's like different levels of opportunities that are available in this industry. And I think this is fantastic because there's a lot of talents like yourself. You're trying to get into it full time and do it like as your lifestyle. Other people, myself and other people who do other things in life, who have talents, but who who can't necessarily do it on a full-time basis, but can do certain things really well. And they have a lot to contribute. A lot of niche corners of the industry can definitely draw on all kinds of people in that sense. Yeah. There's a lot of terms that come up when you first start. Union and non-union and learning all what that means, but it all has a place for somebody. What do you see for you? What kind of jobs are you looking for? What do you see yourself doing? 
I love to support people who are who want to succeed. And my talents are very much in like managing big projects and organization. I would love to dress up as anything in any show or TV, movie, commercial. I don't care. Just as long as, as I pretend to be somebody else and entertain. Yeah. My talents is geared towards more production and directing. On that note, if you're asking me like who my idol is, I don't have a specific person, but really anybody who's managing these large enterprises like the Marvel series or big TV series or anything, anybody in the background managing like, how do we get our money to pay for these extra props and make sure we manage this time? Let's keep to the schedule, you know, things like that, the logistics around it and also the directing, like how are we going to shoot the scene? How do we be strategic about it? This actor is very good with these emotions. This actor is very good with those emotions. How do you use that? Yeah. I'm more like a big picture thinker (laughs) type of person. To start, I would love to be like dressing up. I need to wear costumes. Yeah. I've also worn costumes in background and I can confirm that it is super fun. Yeah. Having this big picture thinking is great because there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of organization and there's a lot of work that goes into directing a production and you're dealing with the talent and you're dealing with backstage and you're bringing everything all together. (laughs) Yep. Rant. Cause I'm thinking of a rant that I wish I said that day we did the rants. Oh gosh. On Uber eats. I accidentally canceled the order and the food just never come. And then we were charged for the food. And I was like, what, what is going on? The universe, like what is happening? That actually happened to me with Skip. Really? Yeah, I ordered it. And for some reason, it had the wrong address. I don't remember why. I think I entered it wrong. And so it was sending it to this address. And I was like, oh, how do you cancel? How do you change addresses? Call customer service. Anyways, they weren't able to do it. I wasn't able to cancel it. It's just a word of caution. Like once the order is in, for some reason, these these companies, they can't cancel. The restaurants already started making the food. And then the restaurant, if somebody cancels, the restaurant can like hold the app liable for the expense of it or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Be careful with these apps, like order, make sure you know what you're ordering. Make sure you're not drunk. I would rather just go get the food, but sometimes I'm lazy and really I just want it delivered. And I know this is a first world problem. I really feel like as a business, customers should be respected. The entertainment industry will say sometimes lacks is Maybe a certain level of integrity. Yes. And the caution I had initially about joining this industry earlier than this year, <laughs> you don't know what you might be running into. Yeah. What kind of mindset you might be meeting. Getting into this industry, is it should be a team sport. You find somebody who has integrity, who is serious about their work, and who you can, you know, you have mutual interests in this industry. And, you know, find two, three, four, five people, the more the better. I agree. And you guys help each other. You help each other, connect resources with each other, you know, keep tabs and like, oh, is, is this person really good to work with? How is this set? How is the attitude here? You know, that's always very helpful. That's what we're doing. That's what you and I started doing with the third person. Who are we going to get in the podcast at some point? <laughs> I want him to be on the podcast. <laughs> He's a character. He's a character. We love him. He is hilarious. Be that kind of person that you want to work with because word spreads. Isn't that like any job as well? 
in any industry, like I'm seeing so many similarities between the engineering industry and this one is, is, you know, in terms of networking, in terms of like getting people to know you and, you know, people will choose people they know for jobs. That's always been the case rather than some random person applying for a job. If you do not have integrity, integrity is like the number one trait, character trait that people look at, that people expect to have in their team members. (laughs) Do not sacrifice integrity (laughs) for anything. It's not worth it. And there you have it. That is advice of the day. Don't sacrifice integrity. In conclusion, creativity inspires us, brings people together, and entertains us. Whether you paint, you sing, you dance, you write, it acts as an outlet for self-expression. Everyone has the potential to be creative, as we mentioned in this episode. It is not easy, but it is often very rewarding. Our job is to bring an idea to life and share it with others who can understand and experience the desired message and emotions. Thank you so much, Giselle. It was really nice talking to you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Ryan. This was so much fun. I love talking about this. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm excited to do more creative things with you very soon and in the future. Likewise. Awesome. Stay tuned and let your creativity flow. Goodbye. Bye.